Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. For years, one of my good friends in the paranormal field has been Timothy Green Beckley, a.k.a. Mr. UFO. Tim has been around for a long time. I'm telling you, he was one of those guys who was right in the thick of the most prominent things happening in the world of ufology during the golden age back in the 60s and 70s when it was it was really reaching a peak he got to go around and meet celebrities who would talk about their strange experiences and um i mean he's just he's a treasure trove of information and i met tim gosh i guess it was over 20 years ago at a film festival in Syracuse, New York. And what's funny is that, um, well, for one thing, he was the most outstanding-looking guy there. Uh, he had a big shock of light hair, light-colored hair, and it was covered in jewelry and always had beautiful starlets hanging off his arms everywhere he walked. I'm not kidding. And so, you know, I definitely noticed the guy, and I wanted to figure out who's this fella. Um, and so we talked because I had a, a, a low-budget movie in the festival, and he had low-budget movie in the festival, and we talked a lot about movies and stuff, but we did not even realize at that time that we were both paranormal guys. It wasn't until after the festival when, you know, I was back home, and uh, he lives and uh, an apartment way up in the sky next to the Empire State Building there in Manhattan. And I, I actually, it was so weird. I got back home, I opened a magazine, and there's a big spread about this guy, and it says Mr. UFO. I'm like, what the? So we started corresponding and realized you know, what each other's true interest was. And so since then, we've uh, had a great friendship, and um, we always seem to kind of be working within the same circles. Uh, We've done a lot of radio shows together, and, you know, if I'm working on a project, I'll interview him. I mean, I flew up there and interviewed him in his apartment for one of my documentaries, and then, you know, he is a publisher, and so often he'll contact me and ask me if I'd like to contribute to one of his new publications. And so I've been featured in uh, numerous books talking about ghosts or the Brown Mountain Lights or whatever. So we have a good a good team here. You know, we trade off work and help each other out and promote each other. So he, he contacted me a while back and he said, Hey, Josh, uh, look, I'm putting this new book together. You have any experiences to share about uh, people having sex with aliens? And I'm like, oh boy, where is this going? What's he up to now? Um, so I contacted him. I said, uh, you know what? Amazingly, you finally hit upon a topic that I have no direct experience with. Um, I have not, fortunately, had the um, encounter uh, with an alien of that kind, nor do I really know anybody who has told me a really credible story along those lines that just comes to mind? You know, not somebody I could just call up and say, hey, uh, listen, got an opportunity for you. Now, look, it's different when it comes to ghosts. I do know a number of people over the years who've told me they've had sexual encounters with ghosts. Maybe they're incubuses or succubuses. 
But it's kind of rare to find somebody who says they've had a sexual encounter with an alien. Now, obviously, you have your famous people out there. You know, I've interviewed Whitley Strieber, for example, and he's talked about that sort of thing. But it is pretty rare. So I didn't have anything to contribute to what he was working on. And so finally the book is out, right? And he sent me a copy of this book. And it's called Screwed by the Aliens. Now I know right off the bat you're like, oh boy, what a crass title. But there's something serious here. And the serious part is, are humans being manipulated genetically by aliens? Or you could just say, have we ever been? And if so, what is that process like? Is it happening in a laboratory with Petri dishes and test tubes? Or sometimes do they just come on down here and uh, do the old nasty? I mean, it's a legitimate question because personally, I feel like the aliens have intervened in the creation of what we now consider a human. I think we're so unlike everything else on this planet, but we'll get back to that in a minute. So anyway, he sent me this book called Screwed by the Aliens. I want to read you a little bit of it. I have not read this book yet. I've just skimmed through it. I will tell you that it does have some nudity in it. And um, obviously, from what I can see skimming through it, some of the stories are pretty... uh, pretty detailed so this is not the sort of thing you'd want to buy for the grandkids for Christmas right but I'm just going to read you a little bit of the beginning of this book and he starts it out with one of the most interesting things in uh, I think our culture because most people have some kind of interest if not reverence for the Bible and this is one of the most intriguing parts of the Bible he has this quote from the book of Genesis Chapter 6, verses 1, 2, and 4. Here is the quote. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. So that's right there in the book of Genesis. Whether you like it or not, whether you think this subject is crass or not, it's right there in Genesis. It says, The sons of God came down, saw the daughters of men, made wives of them, and they bore children. So, you know, if you have any respect for the Bible, you should be very interested in this. And then, uh, here's another interesting quote that he puts in there. This is from the book of Enoch. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the book of Enoch, you're, uh, you're most likely not going to find it in, uh, in your regular Bible. The book of Enoch is an ancient Jewish religious work ascribed by tradition to Enoch, who was the great-grandfather of Noah. Now, here's what the uh, Wikipedia article says. It says, It is not part of the biblical canon as used by Jews, apart from Beta Israel, 
which Beta Israel, I think, is an Ethiopian branch. Uh, it says, uh, most Christian denominations and traditions may accept the books of Enoch as having some historical or theological interest, but they generally regard them as non-canonical or whatever. So anyway, it's kind of a controversial thing, but it's out there and nobody says it's fake. Um, and so here is what he has quoted from the book of Enoch, chapter 7, verses 1, 2, and 10. He's, he's talking about the fact that... Uh, okay, well, let me. I'll just read it. It happened after the sons of men had multiplied in those days that daughters were born to them, elegant and beautiful. And when the angels... The sons of heaven beheld them. They became enamored of them, saying to each other, Come, let us select for ourselves wives from the progeny of men, and let us beget children. Then they took wives, each choosing for himself, whom they began to approach, and with whom they cohabited, teaching them sorcery, incantations, and the dividing of roots and trees, end quote. Isn't that interesting? So he's saying in this quote here, not only are we talking about them coming down and having relationships with human women, but they taught them sorcery, incantations, and the dividing of roots and trees, which we can look into as some early form of medicine, I would imagine. So, um... He's, you know, so he starts with some great quotes to help you remember, like, this isn't just some book where we're trying to, uh, you know, examine people who claim that they, they've had an alien show up in the middle of the night and do nasty things. No, this, this is part of a long tradition of trying to understand the relationship between humans and these more advanced beings, call them gods, call them angels, whatever you want to call them. So what I want to do now is just read to you Timothy Green Beckley's introduction from this book called Screwed by the Aliens. His introduction is titled The Meaning of It All. Have we all been screwed by the aliens? By Timothy Green Beckley. He again has a quote here. This is a quote by astrophysicist Dr. Jacques Vallée from his book Messengers of Deception. That's a classic book in the field. Quote, the experience of a close encounter with a UFO is a shattering physical and mental ordeal. The trauma has effects that go far beyond what the witness recalls consciously. New types of behavior are conditioned, and new types of beliefs are promoted. The social, political, and religious consequences of the experience are enormous, end quote. All right, so now we get into what Tim has written here. This book's title has a double meaning. As you turn the pages herein, you will see that we have approached the sexual nature of UFOs, their alien occupants, and the reproduction process of the ultra-terrestrials with an open mind. It's easy to laugh and guffaw, upon reading reports of anal probes and those who claim that they have fathered a rather large family of star children or who have sex with reptilians just about every Saturday night. 
We admit a bit of chuckling from time to time ourselves, but this is potentially a very important aspect of UFO research that for the most part has been neglected because of what some see as its offensive nature. But just because something is offensive or not to your liking doesn't mean that you should ignore it altogether. The phenomenon is not going to go away, so let's study it and let the chips fall where they may. A very trite statement, but one that immediately comes to mind. The second meaning, for me at least, is the fact that I sometimes feel I have been, quote, screwed by the aliens. Though I have had three UFO sightings, written and published a gazillion books and magazines, I'm still at a loss as to what precisely the UFO enigma consists of. We have close encounters, bedroom invaders, abductions, government cover-ups, a cry for disclosure, and everything to the far left and the far right. I could have gone out and gotten a regular job, but no, they led me to follow them, to chat them up and to devote my life to understanding their purpose. So, in a sense, yes, I have been screwed by the aliens. But, like with sex, it has been a pleasurable experience for the most part. I have learned one thing over the years. Don't get wrapped up with one thing in life. Don't let the aliens screw you. Bless you and keep well and out of their reach. Tim Beckley. Then he says, visit our YouTube channel, Mr. UFO's Secret Files. And then our blog, spectralvision.wordpress.com. Spectralvision.wordpress.com. If you go to Amazon.com and you type in Screwed by the Aliens, the first thing that pops up is, not surprisingly, this book. You can get it on Kindle for less than $10 or paperback, Prime for $24. It's over 300 pages long. And it has uh, all kinds of contributors. Sean Castile, Alan Greenfield, let's see, oh, there's work by Brad Steiger, John Keel, Scott Corrales, William Kern, Hercules Invictus, Eve Lorgan. I mean, I mean, this is a really impressive compilation. And like I say, I haven't been able to sit down and dig into this. You know this is my busiest time of year. So at some point I will, and I might be too embarrassed to talk about what I find because I, you know, look, he makes a good point. This is something that we need to to, to think about whether we like it or not. But, you know, I was raised up in in the Bible Belt, and it, it is a little embarrassing for me uh, to talk about some of this stuff, to be honest with you. But that's why that he has written this, uh, well, written and compiled this book with all these wonderful contributors, so you can just sort of check it out for yourself. You don't need me to read it to you. You can read it for yourself, make up your own mind in the privacy of your own home. I will tell you this, however. I have reached the conclusion as I think just about any intelligent person should, 
that there is no way that I'm ever going to know all the secrets of the universe, okay? I'm not going to live long enough or have enough opportunity to understand all the secrets of the universe. So if you're waiting around in your life to have the definitive answer to everything that's going on, well, you're never going to have it, and that's okay. You know, you don't have to have the answers. But I like to explore the possibilities. I like to use my imagination, and therefore, there are some things where I say, you know what, I'm going to draw some kind of a conclusion just for the sake of being able to continue thinking about this in a somewhat intelligent and interesting way, and uh, and discuss it and share it with others. So I believe that even though I cannot prove 100% that humans have had their genes affected by some other beings, that that is what has happened here. And, and, and I'll, let, me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay, I was looking here online at uh, this article from businessinsider.com, and apparently one of these experts on genetics gave a TED Talk. Uh, and was sharing some data and he said that um, the genetic similarity between you and every other human is 99.9% see that makes sense to me that all humans would be almost 100% the same But now we move down here to chimpanzees. And it says the genetic similarity between a human and a chimpanzee is 96%. Okay, that's a four, not even a full 4% difference. Four is being generous. Less than a 4% difference. According to genetics between a human and a chimp. So let me ask you this little hypothetical question. Let's say I show you a chimpanzee sitting there in the woods playing with his balls and eating a, a banana. And then all of a sudden a helicopter comes flying down next to the chimpanzee. A guy walks out wearing his expensive Italian suit, his gold and diamond ring he's talking on his cell phone and I said to you hey uh, what do you think the difference is between that chimp and that guy would you be like eh I'd say about 4% really if you think that there's only 4% difference between that chimp and that guy, then there's something wrong with genetics, okay? There's something more than genetics is capable of telling us. I don't know if the genetics stuff is out of whack and we're going to realize this one day and be like, oh, how silly. We were so stupid to, to think. Or is there something else at play here which genetics is not telling us about? Because I'm telling you, there's a, there's a bigger difference than 4% between that chimp and that guy. Can I prove that to you? Well, uh, I think I just did. 
but if you want me to put something under a microscope for you, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to do that at this point. But um, I don't know. Is that common sense? Let's look at some other statistics from this same uh, presentation. The genetic similarity between a human and a cat is 90%. Okay, so they're telling us there's less than 10% difference between you and the cat. Similarity between a human and a mouse, 85%. You and a cow, 80%. You and a fruit fly, 61%. I wish I could fly. You and a chicken, 60%. And there is a 60% difference between you and a banana. So if you're relying on genetics, the difference between you and a chicken is the same difference between you and a banana. Does something seem a little weird and fishy and perhaps wrong about that way of gauging things? Um, it does to me. So look, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that geneticists have got it wrong. I'm just saying maybe... There's a hell of a lot more going on here than genes alone can tell us about. There was a time when we didn't know anything about genes. And so there's probably something else there that we don't know anything about. And it's going to say, holy shit, humans are 200 times different, you know, 200 percent, 500%, 1000% different than a chimpanzee, you know, the closest thing. We've walked on the moon, by the way. I uh, I don't see a chimpanzee doing that anytime soon unless we put the chimp there, right? It's kind of funny how we fool ourselves this way. It goes back to what I've said about science uh, uh, over and over. You go back to Sir Isaac Newton. You show him a cell phone, a microwave, a television. He's not going to understand what it is. That doesn't mean he's stupid. It just means that collectively things change as time goes on and we observe more and we develop more as a, as a group, as a species. I guarantee you in 100 years, 200 years, what they're saying right now about genetics will just be kind of a joke. It does not explain the difference between a human and an ape. So anyway... These are the things that you have to consider. You know, when you look at works like Screwed by the Aliens, I mean, yes, it's a it's a memorable title. It's a perhaps for some a shocking title. But he's addressing a very interesting issue here about what it is Screwed with the Aliens. Um what it is or Screwed by the Aliens, yeah. What it is that uh determines what makes us so different from everything else here. Everything else here. Well, anyway, again, uh, you go to Amazon.com, type in Screwed by the Aliens, Timothy Green Beckley, you'll find it. And uh, if you read it, let me know what you think about it. By the way, I'm behind on my emails. I have seen I've gotten some really good emails and I apologize for not replying to some of them uh, already. 
Uh, I got one email in particular about my interest in trying to prevent people from being bitten by mosquitoes that I'm really excited about. I'll be replying to that. It's a busy time, busy, busy time. Last night, I went out and did an investigation that was covered by Fox 5, which is the uh, the big TV station here in Las Vegas. I presume they'll be airing that maybe today or tomorrow, and if it appears online, I'll uh, tell you about how you can watch that, and I'll, I will therefore have a new interesting ghost story to share with you. Who knows, maybe tomorrow. Um, just this morning, I woke up and I did an interview with a, a major broadcaster in England, Howard Hughes. Um, not not that Howard Hughes. <laughs> but no, Howard Hughes, a fantastic English broadcaster who does uh, terrestrial broadcasting and podcasting. And he interviewed me today. And uh, I just have so much stuff lined up the rest of of, uh, the week. You know, this is my busiest month of the year. So, uh, again, please forgive any delays in communication, but I will be sharing some really good stuff with you soon, including hmm, some more ideas about what the scariest Halloween costume you can imagine might be. And you know, if you want to stay updated on what I'm doing, the best thing to do is visit my website, joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find all kinds of stuff there. The curiosity shop with things you'll only find there and nowhere else in the world. You'll find the gallery of the strange with all kinds of amazing images And uh, you'll find a link to my Twitter and Facebook and all that, but you'll also find a link to this podcast. It's independent, it's uncensored, it's always short, it's always free. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.